Audit Tuesday topic today is AI and search, what's next? So we'll explore how LLMs like ChatGBT will affect the current search market. For this very important topic, we have search, cyber, and marketing expert, David Novick, CEO of Darm Digital. Hi, David. Hi, Ashley. Nice to see you today. Nice to see you too. So first, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself, your company, and how you came around your thought-provoking writing around LLM as well as search? Absolutely. Thanks for the interest. I appreciate it. It's a topic near and dear to my heart. Uh, I've actually been in e-com and SaaS uh, marketing leadership since about 1999. Uh, so about 25 years of this stuff. Uh, enterprise organizations, including Kawasaki Motors, Luxottica, Oakley, Ray-Ban, Sunglass Hut, Cisco, uh, you name it. Um, and then BMC round SaaS companies. Uh, most recently, I was the uh, VP of marketing for Equity Commerce, uh, which was sold to Lightspeed Commerce back in the end of uh, 21. And I uh, just love it. So uh, a little bit of a, a SaaS expert and an e-com expert. I see the two as fairly similar. Uh, E-commerce is usually the sale of physical goods that are shipped. Uh, SaaS, the adaptation there was pretty easy. It's really about virtual products. So there's still sales, uh, but they're usually uh, licensed over time. So you place an order, you buy whatever it is, whether it's Spotify or HBO or whatever it happens to be, and you license it on a monthly basis. Uh, and that's been my, uh, uh, my go-to for the last seven years. Very cool. So in your article, The Future of Search, Exploring AI's Potential to Surpass Google, you start with describing Google Breakthrough, search engine based on indexing and classification systems. So can you expand on the Google search engine model? Yeah, absolutely. So backing up a little bit more, um, I've been running a digital marketing agency for about 10 years called Darn Digital. And, uh, you know, between that and my day jobs, we've been spending over $100 million on paid search. So uh, fortunately, we always get at least a three to one return. So we brought in 300 million for the 100 million we spent. So it's not such an alarming figure. But when you think about it, you know, everybody has a number to hit. I have numbers for sales. I have numbers for efficiency. And, uh, you know, when there's new players in the space and you start looking at paid search, which has been a wonderful tool for marketers, a wonderful tool to get your information out there and to get your company found for so many years, both paid and organic, uh, but you start seeing, you know, the writing on the wall for change, uh, you know, it's the wise thing to do is to really uh, dig in and do some deep dive. So I've spent a lot of time uh, doing research, working with uh, good folks in the industry, learning about AI and how these changes impact uh, search, but also SaaS and e-commerce as well. Um, so it's been an interesting uh, few years doing this. Um, I'll kind of hit some of the high points today just to give you an idea of, um, you know, just some relevant stuff. I don't think we need to go too deep, but uh, happy to uh, go a little bit deeper, Ashley. If you do ask or Garrett, um, if you have want to go deeper or anything, let me know. Um, but basically, my job as a marketer and any any marketer around the world will be looking for the most efficient way to drive traffic, right? We don't want to pay for eyeballs. We hate to pay for eyeballs, even though we're always asking for the biggest budgets at every company. 
Um, and so it's been organic, this, organic, that, that you try to maximize, but search has always limited the amount of organic traffic that you would get because they're trying to get paid traffic. So when there's new engines, like, uh, you know, when dynamic new things break out, social media was one of them back uh, when you could get traffic from Facebook organically for free. It was fantastic. So we're always looking for these new things and trying to figure out how to leverage them. Um, and where we are today is I do believe AI has grown faster than a lot of people anticipated, including marketers. You know, we saw it on the horizon, but didn't expect the adoption rate to go so quickly. I'm sure a lot of your guests and you guys are aware of the speed within which, um, you know, ChatGTP got a million users, I believe, and it was about five days from launch. Uh, you know, that number, no other technology adoption has happened uh, with speed like that. So that was pretty exciting. But backing things up a little bit and really talking about the differences between um, search and um, AI. You know, um, I'll back it up because it is pretty interesting. So 1998, right? I'm dating myself. Ashley, I think maybe you weren't born yet. Garrett, I think you were a grandfather then. So yeah, probably okay. <laughs> it should be okay. But uh, back in 1998, when Google was formed, the actual marketing year, marketing word of the year, the buzzword of the year was viral marketing, right? Uh, that's when that, that phrase was born. And you guys have heard it ever since then. But that's also the year Google was formed. So while everybody was out there chasing, you know, viral stories, the Blair Witch Project movie just came out with that low rent video, uh, exciting stuff. Um, Google was busy figuring out how to reclassify, index, and build a taxonomy on top of all of this stuff that was the internet. It was chaos. It was the absolute wild west. Um, and so, you know, you had people building content, viral content. These were like, you know, pieces of gold, right? And, and what it was, it was the gold rush. Uh, and there was a maximum in the gold rush that was pretty interesting. And it says, during a gold, uh, during a gold rush, sell shovels, right? Because that's just the way you made money. And so Levi Strauss, all those companies born out of that, pretty amazing. And that's kind of what Google was doing. They're, they're not saying, I'm going to go make all these viral, uh, viral videos and such and try to drive traffic. I'm going to build something enduring that will help monetize the entire thing. Um, so they built this classification system that had indexing, it had uh, a navigation system, and their search just simply was better than anybody else's in the marketplace. Um, by 2000, that was only two short years, they had 200 million searches every day across the, uh, across the systems that were powered by Google. So that did include Yahoo at the time. Um, but they went from basically zero to 200 million a day in the light switch because their product was a great fit for the market. The value is great for the people. The price was right. All of that. And um, it just caught fire. And if you really think about it, um, not much has changed on Google in all that time. It's been 30 years. They've been completely dominant. Uh, they've done, they have 93% uh, share of the search engine market in 20, uh, 2023, approximately. And they did uh, 300, I'm estimating 300 billion, a little over 300 billion for 2023 in search only. And that's discounting all the rest of their businesses. Um, pretty amazing stuff. Um, and so along comes AI and you got to think, you know, what are they, what, what is, what is somebody like Google thinking? You know, we, we have this great tool out there. Everybody uses it. I have all these advertising opportunities, native 
uh, to the architecture. And this thing's kind of threatening. So, uh, you know, so looking at the two today, let's just talk about it now. Yes, there's a threat. Google's under threat from this product, right? Yes, they have their own, but it's not in the forefront at the moment. So let's talk about the differences between them and where these things are going. Um, you guys are, might be aware, or may not be aware, or maybe haven't thought about it, but Google search actually does use AI. So it's not that the two are two totally separate realms. They just use AI in a different fashion than the AI and AI assistants that we all know, ChatGTP4, et cetera, uh, use it. Google search uses AI specifically for understanding user intent. So search is all about user intent. Uh, if they can understand what that user is looking for, then they can serve them the best search engine results page or SERP. And so that's how they use it. They use uh, algorithms, uh, a product, uh, uh, an AI product called BrainBrain. They also use uh, neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. And so what they're trying to do is understand what people are saying. The difference though, is that AI is actually using those tools and more, but they're creating a two-way dialogue and a conversation, right? So when you say to Google search, hey, I'm looking for this answer, it just spits out an answer. Whereas AI will say, hey, that's pretty neat. I'm gonna give you a holistic answer. Think it through it the best that I can and give you the, the an answer in more of a conversational format using similar technologies, a little bit deeper. I mean, there's, uh, you know, the long language model stuff, NLP, neural networks, uh, egg, exabytes, uh, you know, there are more technologies layered into uh, AI than there are in search. Search has a, a great momentum though with all of the content already indexed, all of the information already built for it where everybody's trying to, everyone has always been trying to build their content to be well indexed by search and liked by search. Now on the AI side, they actually have, if they're running live data, in other words, if they're not taking uh, chunks of data from certain time periods in, their, in an end cap, which is what ChatGTP has been doing, um, they literally have access to all the information that would be available from the search engines. So they can literally ask a search engine and use that information and aggregate it with their thinking capabilities or their artificial thinking capabilities and come up with a more rich, often many times a more rich uh, answer than you will get from Google search. When you Think about the experience. And in my article, if you do uh, go read it, it's pretty quick. It's interesting to see. I asked one question and the differences uh, between the the answers between AI and Google search are fairly uh, illustrative. illustrative. Um, you've got Google giving you a list with maybe a short snippet answer in the knowledge bar at the very top of their search engine results page. And then they'll have a list of quite valuable resources that are, um, let's call them subject matter experts in this space, where you can go finish up and kind of do your own self-service research to find that right answer for you. So they're making, so Google is making sure that you are really looking at everything, qualifying everything, and just giving you a lot of resources to do your homework. Now you ask that same question of AI, 
And if you do, which a lot, I do believe a lot of people are using it right now, is like creating custom instructions, right? So when you're in AI and ChatGPT before, you can create custom instructions that say, hey, try to think like I do, um, you know, uh, assume, assume I'm a subject matter expert, um, you know, try to use information that is um, well supported, not just from authorities. And what these custom instructions can do is create that really com great conversation with the, a research team that works on your behalf, this assistant, right? And the difference is you'll get an answer that is complete front to back. If you ask a good prompt or a good question, you will get that holistic answer. Now, you may need to go back and ask again if you need clarification, but your answers are there for you. And that, that's why um, it's really compelling to try to use AI. No. Let's do it that. That's Please. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, Garrett, you attest is focused on identity access to the models and the the algorithm. I can't talk algorithms. Correct. Yeah, that, that's it. I mean, basically, I love what the, uh, uh, David contrasted the legacy way with AI. All AI is based on data, and that's where the big controversy is now. Who has access to data? Who put to that data? Who has ability to change and modify that data that's where you attest comes in it attests to the rights on a continuous basis who has access to that data why don't we wrap it up ashley sure perfect um so david how can people reach you great uh, i'm happy to help on the marketing end uh of things as needed on SaaS and e-commerce i can be reached uh dnovic at darndigital.com or just go to the website darndigital d-a-r-n-d-i-g-i-t-a-l.com and we'd be happy to help thanks for the opportunity great chatting with you guys perfect thank you for coming and then us at uattest we can be contacted at info at uattest.com and we'll execute on your identity governance for ai data as well as other resources thanks so much david we really appreciate it thanks a lot david